welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. <laughs> What's going on, Fantasy Champs? My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. Football. Football's back. Football is back. You know, I'll say this. I had uh, the Patriots got their faces ripped off, which, you know, anticipated. Play Dolphins week one. Pretty much happens every year. New annual tradition. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, Fortunately. You know, I mean, last year I would say we probably should have won, but Damian Harris fumbled in the uh, red zone. Yeah, you could you could hold last year up and say yeah, should have, yeah. could have, would have. Today, no. Uh, yesterday, no. That's, that's not even close to a thing. Uh, and... I was two and two of seven in my uh, fantasy leagues. Not great. Wow. Not good. One That's league really I'm tanking bad. in. So doesn't really count. That one doesn't count. I went five and three. There you go, bud. Technically, well, five and four. But I, again, I'm tanking in one of those leagues. I started like Corey Davis and Kenny Galladay. So uh, I in the leagues that I'm actually trying in, I went five and three. You know what's funny? Yeah. Is it's the same leagues last year that I lost in. Shoot. The home league lost mm-hmm. ten man band, the dynasty league that we're in that I'm always like last year I was in the top five in scoring and missed the playoffs. Yeah. Guess what? I, I was like the fourth highest scoring team this week. Lost. <laughs> lost. Yeah, that's how it works. But uh that's how it every works. other league pretty much got the dub. But I was gonna say so yesterday was pretty a pretty horrible, uh uneventful day for myself in terms of fantasy football and uh real football rooting interests. But Football is fantastic. Um, yeah. I missed it. Uh, there was one catch that I wish was a catch by Jamar Chase. Uh, one-hander. It's ridiculous. I literally stood up on, out of my chair and scared the hell out of my entire family. Uh, he oh, still man. got um <laughs> touchdown that drive, though. He did. Um, so, anyway, football's back. Very, very excited with football being back, that also means that the fantasy football season has officially, completely and utterly become underway. Mm-hmm. Um, Rick and I are recording this on Tuesday afternoon, so there is another football game, Denver Broncos, Seattle Seahawks. So be sure to watch that one if you uh, didn't, and check out any guys or any eventful things that happened in the game and uh, apply. Should we call our shots now, even though it's people are going to see this and call us idiots? Okay, Broncos country. Let's try. Let's try. Uh, that's all. That's that's all I'm saying about that. Yeah, the Broncos are probably going to win the football game. I thought you meant like uh, waiver wire shots, but oh no, yeah, my my brain can't do that on the fly, dude. Definitely not. Um, but anyway, we're going to talk about waiver wires for week two and start our uh, weekly production of content for you guys um, and try to uh, bring you the advice you need on a week-to-week basis during the fantasy football season to help you uh, have success. And I just got some news about Mac Jones, so I'm going to look at it right now. Uh-oh. Uh, uh, Mac well, Jones. you tell me, is, is it good news, bad news? Is it Mac Jones is suffering from back spasms. X-rays were negative. There's a chance Jones plays this Sunday. A ch- what, why would you she say there's that, a chance Rappaport? he doesn't why would you say that Rappaport? that means there's a chance he doesn't yeah. God, if, if i have to watch Did Hoyer, it? i'm not watching 
if it's Hoyer, yeah, I'm I'm legit gonna watch Sunday Ticket. I will not watch the Patriots. <laughs> Patriots get their butts kicked by the Steelers. But anyway, we got the waiver wire rankings today that we're going to give you. Or not rankings, but waiver wire uh, targets for this week that you guys should be going after going into week two. The early portion of the schedule for waiver wire is super important. So before we do that, check out our website, fantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any of the podcast platforms, please leave a review. Share this podcast with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. Click the bell for notifications. Like, comment down below any waiver wire questions you have. You're not you're concerned about dropping a certain player. Just ask the question. We'll tell you whether or not to drop them. Uh, and ask away anything fantasy football yeah. related. Fantasy football related. Don't. I mean, we already got yelled at in the comments during the off season about uh, me talking about my personal life. So. <laughs> yeah. So personal life, absolutely not. Absolutely. Life advice, no. But starts or sits, go right ahead. Yeah. Um. So for the waiver wires, like I said, this early season is, you know, sometimes later in the season you get an injury to a, you know, big superstar running back and they have a, a good handcuff and you can kind of tie that handcuff to the player um, and try to get some production out of them. Alexander Madison, great example of that. Um, but I, I, I think the early season part of the waiver wire is really important and really crucial because you sometimes get a player that outperforms and outproduces uh, and has a really, really big week one. Uh, I remember Rick brought up on the previous show where we talked about some waiver wire targets for week one that you might be going after going into week two. Rick said mentioned James Robinson as a breakout running back uh, coming off the waiver wires a couple years ago. Yeah, his rookie year. His rookie year. So week one, two, three, four... That's typically like advice I give you in the first four weeks is dump the waiver budget. Uh, <laughs> if you get later in the season and a starting running back gets hurt and you don't have any waiver budget left, you want that guy, then you're not going to get him. But uh, at the end of the day, that player's not going to turn out to be that great anyway. Um, but anyway, so these early waiver wire shows are really good. Um, how is essentially going to be structured? We'll go position by positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. Um, maybe we should just do quarterback tight end and get the ugly part out of the way and then talk about the meat and potatoes, which is the running back wide receiver portion. Um, but anyway, we'll go position by position and give you, uh, our top waiver wire targets of the week. Um, and I think Rick, what do you say we change it up? Cause last year we just talked about a bunch of randos. Okay. So how about we take. One, maybe we should do two. No, one player each. Okay. That you, we would target at each position. And then uh, if there's any other players we want to throw in there, we can. Let's do after. that. So one solid, like. Honorable, the, some honorable mentions after. This, yes, honorable <laughs> mentions. But one guy that we would definitely take uh, at a position. So let's start with okay. the quarterback position. Rick, why don't you kick us off? What quarterback, whether you're streaming or you're into a, I remember like four years ago, maybe three years ago, Dak was on the waivers and it was Dak's big, like top five season and I picked yep. him up. So whether it's a streaming option for the week uh, or a breakout quarterback, which guy are you targeting? Speaking of Dak, um, you're probably listening to this portion of our podcast because you had Dak on your team and now <laughs> you're uh, right. he's out, Correct. I, I think six start. to eight weeks, right? I gotta start um, yeah. So, 
Now, I'm not going to say this guy's streaming because this week he doesn't have a great matchup. Mm-hmm. But for the next six to eight weeks of every quarterback available, I think you got to go Jameis Winston. Uh, he he started off really slow against the Falcons and then he turned it on. But he had uh, an hour league. I think is our league a six point touchdown, five point touchdown. Let me look at it differently because I was about to say a number that I don't know if he actually got uh, five point. <laughs> it's five. Point. It is a five. So I think it's a little less than in a four point. Yeah. Twenty one in, in a four point. He had twenty one fantasy points versus Atlanta, which is very good. And I think every decent matchup Winston is going to get. He's probably going to put up about those numbers. He's got mm-hmm. a ridiculously good receiving core. Jarvis Landry, Chris yeah. Olave and Michael Thomas who is now healthy mm-hmm. um, with Alvin Kamara in the backfield. He has a lot of talent on that team. And I think we talked about in the offseason, like he's a guy that um, could be a surprise at the quarterback position because of that. And I wouldn't start him every week. Again, if I'm streaming, I would go in a different direction. But if you need a quarterback to pick up, mm-hmm. it's Jameis Winston. I think he showed this week that he's not going to be a guy who gets you 30 face points, but um, with if you need a quarterback to just slot in there, get you 18 to 20, 22, 23. Yeah. I think he could do that on a week to week basis, which is hard to do with the guys available, especially if you're in like a 12 team. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, the, the saints started off slow in that game. They did very they, slow. They, they I think Winston only had like 50 passing yards in the first half. Right. But uh, yeah, Winston's Winston. I think if I if I had a target and I was picking first, I probably would take Winston too, just because there there's upside with his game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, twenty three fantasy points against Atlanta. We'll see if he can produce against Tampa. But this was a really good game for him. So two sixty nine, two touchdowns. This wasn't like last year where he had a hundred passing yards and five touchdowns, uh, where you're like, all right, is this guy actually going to be productive? If he plays like this the whole season. Um, there could be some good upside to have Jameis Winston on your team. Um, now, uh, quickly, Rick, you know, obviously you're picking him up in case there's that, not breakout, but he's back to Jameis Winston on the Bucks, where he was actually productive for fantasy football. Yeah. Um, but if you lost, what's his name this week, Dak Prescott, would uh-huh. you want to start Jameis Winston against Tampa? Uh, I have other guys that I consider honest if you lost Dak you put him in your IR spot I wouldn't mind picking up Winston and then maybe somebody else to stream just for this week because I don't want that matchup against Tampa yeah okay uh makes sense let's move to uh another slot for you want to just do it like that uh no are you gonna have your own guy I got I got my own guy I got my own guy okay my brain was like searching through sleeper as I freaking (laughs) <laughs> he's gonna move on without yeah, saying anything because i have another guy that i would sorry. stream but i don't know if um, say it. so if there's another interesting player on the waivers and i kind of want i think he's probably the next best guy available and i'm kind of curious on um rick's thoughts about this particular player but he had just as good a week as Jameis winston um same age so old as dirt and has had many opportunities to have success in the NFL. Twenty-eight, not not that old. And uh, well, yeah, but for a quarterback who was, I guess both and, these guys were supposed to be good in the NFL, and they're not. But okay, uh, anyway, uh, it is uh, he's rostered in fifteen percent of leagues, and it's it's Carson Wentz. I was going to say Matt Ryan, but I I think Matt Ryan's streamable. Um, Carson Wentz is so interesting, and I don't want to be like target him, but and I wouldn't dump a lot of waiver budget. I don't think it's going to take a lot to get him. But just in the off chance that Carson Wentz ends up 
being Carson Wentz of old when he was actually good for fantasy football. I would take him if you don't if you have an extra roster spot because somebody got hurt. I would take him, throw him on your bench uh, if you need a quarterback. Um, he had 313 passing yards, four touchdowns in the game against uh, Jacksonville, which obviously is against Jacksonville. Next week he has Detroit, so that would be a startable week for him as well. Um, 29 fantasy points total on the week. I don't expect this on a week-to-week basis, but is there a chance that Carson Wentz could be a guy that gets you 20 fantasy points, you know, every couple weeks or as a stream? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I don't I don't mind him, but I think I want to get your thoughts, Rick, on Carson Wentz. Um, yeah, I I agree. I, I don't like him long term, which yeah. is why I would say to pick up Winston. I think Wentz will fall apart. Um, and as the season goes on, he has some tougher games. Yeah. But yeah, 29 points against Jacksonville. He, they threw the ball 41 times. And now he's playing Detroit, who might have a bottom five defense in the mm-hmm. league still. So I think Wentz is a good is a good plug and play. They're going to throw the ball a lot. Yeah. The problem with Wentz is just like, you never know what you're really going to get with him. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if he gets to 29 fantasy points again. But uh, I do think he's a good plug and play for this week. Um, and he's, he does, he also has a lot of talent around him on that. The commanders are surprisingly like a sneaky, talented offensive team. Um, if everybody is healthy, ready to go. So I I think it's a good matchup. Um, a guy that, you know, if you're in a little bit of, you know, maybe you're in a 10 team league might not be, um, rostered is a guy like Derek Carr didn't have the best week. Somebody might've dropped him. He's playing against the Cardinals this week and Mahomes just threw five touchdowns against them. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind Derek Carr against the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good matchup as well. But yeah, if, if Carr's not there, I, I think Carson Wentz would be the best stream. Okay. Um, I, I also am intrigued by Matt Ryan uh, against Jacksonville this week. He's in Jacksonville. Was. Uh, but you might look at Matt Ryan. He had... Uh, base 16 or 17 fantasy points this week, which is not great. Um, didn't produce too well, but he did have 353 passing yards and a touchdown. Um, that kind of looks like I didn't watch the game and I got to go back and watch that game to see if he looks like Matt Ryan from when they were good. Uh, the, the Falcons, I should say when they were, when he was good, like three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he's throwing 350 yards and he's scoring more than one touchdown, uh, that makes him a decent play. The only issue with him is that uh, he's going to have to throw 250 into a basically every week because he has, provides no rushing floor, um, which is the same thing for a guy like Winston or Wentz uh, in in those particular games. So I, I don't think that uh, he's too bad. Um, Daniel Jones had 19 points this week, 21 passes, 17 completions. He had six rushes for 25 yards. Danny Dimes. Oh, bro, I was I'm not even joking. Like. I saw like Dayball drawing up freaking you know that you know the play the Bills run where uh, they fake it to Devin Singletary an RPO and uh, yes or not it's not even an RPO it's a it's just a straight option a run option and they they try to give it to Singletary fake it and then Josh Allen just takes it for seven yards uh, they were trying to yep. do that with do with Daniel Jones but the guy was getting freaking torched like he was getting <laughs> lit up in the middle of the field and I'm like bro Josh Allen is huge. Yeah, I know Daniel Jones is big, but like he's gonna get freaking hurt <laughs> if they do that all the time. Yeah, like they, you don't have Josh Allen anymore. You gotta control yourself. But I think Daniel Jones actually provides a decent rushing floor. I just don't know how much passing opportunity, how much success the Giants are gonna have this year. 
So mm-hmm. um, he's only owned in 20% of leagues. He could be an interesting, like Winston and I think Daniel Jones could be interesting long plays, whereas Wentz and Matt Ryan are good streaming options for next week. That's fair enough. Okay. Um, let's talk about tight ends to get them out of the way. Uh, Rick, give okay. me a tight end quickly. Uh, pff, kind of threw me on the spot. I'd say Gerald Everett. He's the top guy available. Let me make sure the whole, he had a, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So he had a decent week, 14 fantasy points. He did have a touchdown. He only had four targets. Um, if the Keenan Allen injury is legit, he's out next couple weeks. Um, then you can play and play Gerald Everett as your tight end too. He's going to be the red zone guy. Um, Justin Herbert though, in this game, especially I've noticed he spreads the ball out to everybody. Um, he does not have like a go-to guy, maybe yeah. Keenan Allen when he's out there, but he really spreads it out a lot. Mike, Mike Williams will have his weeks, but then he'll also have weeks like he did this past week. So, um, Everett would be a good play. I think if you really need a tight end to plug and play, um, it's kind of, it's kind of tough out there though. Not going to lie. Oh yeah. Yeah. If position. you didn't get your tight end, um, we don't know what happened with Noah font, but he is also on the waiver wire roster in 37% of leagues. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is not my selection, but recording I, the show before Monday, right, so right. Monday uh, night, but Noah font, if you need a tight end after week one, watching the catastrophe of not drafting a tight end, Noah font, not a bad option. Um, what, he's going to get like three points tonight. Right. He doesn't do anything. So if he doesn't do anything, I wouldn't pick him up yet. But if he goes out and has a nine, 10 point game, I would, I would pick him up and see what yeah. happens. Um, but the guy I was going to talk about that I would target this week at the tight end position would be Robert Tanyan. Um, Packers looked like garbage. Uh, I don't think they're going to look great this year, but I also don't think they're going to score seven points a game. So, uh, I think the Packers will be fine. They scored seven, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the Packers will end up being fine, but they need somebody to target. Uh, Randall Cobb got some targets last night or yesterday afternoon. Uh, and so I think the most consistent guy that they have now that has been there is Robert Tanyan. And I think that as the weeks go along, you're going to see either Rodgers start to get more comfortable with the receivers that they have um, obviously Lazard will come back, but I think there's going to be target share there for Robert Tanyan too. So he's only rostered in 21% of leagues. I would try to go out and get Bob Tanyan before, uh, week two and see what you can do with him. He also has an easier matchup against shy town um, mm-hmm. who, Oh God, I, I want, I want Justin Fields to win that game so badly. It's Sunday Night Football. Isn't Seriously, that the football to... team where uh, where he Roger scored a touchdown in in uh, in Soldier Chick- Field yeah. and said, "I own you." I own yes. That would be wonderful if uh, it's Peter in Lambo though. So I don't Lambeau have a lot of hope. Ripped friggin' Roger's soul out, and then said, "I own you." <laughs> Love it. I'm rooting for the Bears, but I think the yeah, I, I think, think the Packers, Packers are going to win that game. Um, but I would target Bob Tanya for that matchup. It's a good one, and I think he does have a uh, decent long-term. Uh, I want to say he was Tanya was second on the team in targets this week. Yeah, um, something like that. Let's see, he, Aaron Jones had five, and I think AJ Dillon had uh, six. Okay, so yeah, so AJ Dillon had six, Aaron Jones had five, Tanya had five, and I think Romeo Dobbs had Romeo Dobbs. Uh, he had five as well. So there was a lot of guys in that mix, but Tanya was right there. Um, and he had um, a potential touchdown that Rodgers threw to him in the end zone and got the pass got broken up. But he was looking for Tanya, and 
And Tanyan didn't even play the whole game because it was his first game back off a torn ACL. They said they weren't going to push him too far. So he actually looked pretty decent considering that. Um, so he he wouldn't be a bad play. Uh, I am interested to see, though, what it looks like when Lazard comes back. Mm-hmm. And Tanyan's going to be a guy that gets like six points one week, then he'll get you 16, and then he'll get you five the next week. Like he's he's going to be. Which, honestly, for play. a tight end is okay. Like if I know. He gets six it's or not, seven it's points, not awful. Uh, it's really not especially awful. like when you, he only had a 36% snap percentage, which is curious. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, if he's getting six, seven targets a game as the season goes along, I'm totally okay with that. And like, yeah, I, I just, when you're, when you're talking about waiver wire tight ends, yeah, five to seven t- targets a week is, is good. So we'll just have to see. I mean, he had 36% snap percentage and five targets. If he got up to like 60, who knows? Maybe that doubles. <laughs> Maybe it moves up True. to eight, and we're fine. But uh, Tanyan's definitely a guy I would take a look at. Let's talk about running backs, break down this. There's some very, very interesting players, interesting situations. Um, I feel like there's a lot of guys that uh, we should talk about, uh, both running back and wide receiver. Well, let's just do your favorite for running back, and then... Okay, all right. Rick, why don't you start with your favorite? Okay, Um for me, it's got to be Jeff Wilson. Um, okay. He's number two on this list, but I think he should be number one. Elijah Mitchell, the injury to him, I think he's going to be out. The latest report I just saw was a few weeks. So who knows what that means? That could mean like two or that could mean like seven. Yeah, so I don't know. It depends what it is. But if Mitchell misses any time, like let's say he misses four to five games, mm-hmm. you can plug and play Jeff Wilson as your RB2 potentially um, or flex if needed, because all the offseason reports were saying uh, how much the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan like Jeff Wilson. He won that second job. Mm-hmm. Um, and now with Elijah Mitchell, out, I would expect him to get the first crack at it. Um, I, I always have trouble trusting Kyle Shanahan, which is the one thing in the back of my mind. Um, but a healthy Jeff Wilson in a potential offense, it's going to be better than what it was against Chicago. Even if you don't like um, the 49ers, I, I don't think they're going to do that in the, horrible mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, rainstorm in Chicago, but they got Seattle this week should be a good matchup. Um, and then Denver isn't great. And then the Rams Panthers mm-hmm. Falcons. So there's a couple good matchups in there. If Elijah Mitchell ends up missing a few weeks. Um, and I think he's, he's got the best option of the guys who are probably available in your league that you could just pick up and start right away. Okay. Yeah, I, I definitely like that one. That was probably you're probably right about that guy being number one. Um, should be at least the number one uh, running back target. I will say, don't, uh, and I'll tell you who my guy is in a second once I figure out who it is. But um, I would say, uh, like Brian Robinson right now is owned in forty three percent of leagues. I wouldn't pick him up yet. Um, Gibson looked good in the game against Indianapolis, who has a good. Um, rush defense so I mean he could earn his job back over the first couple weeks of the season and he's also hurt like so I don't like if you want to roster Brian Robinson this week and then put him on your IR slot and Mm -hmm. wait until somebody comes back that's fine but I don't I don't know that I need to run out and add Brian Robinson I honestly I think he's going to end up being a guy that gets dropped uh, for other players because people start realizing they need to get you know guys on their team to play um I'm going to say I like uh, Kenneth Gainwell. Okay. 
Yeah, I think Kenneth Gainwell is pretty good. He uh, the, the rushing attack for the Eagles was very interesting. Four different players had a rushing touchdown. I don't count Jalen Hurts, so I'll take him out. So three running backs on the <laughs> roster had a rushing touchdown. Um, but Kenneth Gainwell has uh, a couple of things. So uh, it's clear that if they get into the red zone, they are going to have some sort of opportunity uh, to score. So I don't know if Kenneth Gainwell is going to hold that role, but they don't have a clear, concise, like, okay, this guy's our running back in the red zone. No. As much as you would assume it would be Miles Sanders. You, they, they don't have that. Um, so Gainwell saw 30% of the snaps, which isn't great. Um, he had 20 rushing yards on five attempts, four targets, two catches for 12 yards. Um, and then he had that touchdown, which made his week look way better than it was. Um but he had basically had uh, nine opportunities in the game with attempts and targets. So, uh, you know, I, it's not great. But I think this this particular player is a good upside play. We know Miles Sanders has dealt with injuries. Um, he's had problems with that all season. The Eagles like to run the football. Um, and I don't think that on a week-to-week basis you're going to see A.J. Brown get 13 targets a game. It'll probably be right around eight or, eight or nine. Um, so those, those targets are going to get redistributed in different areas. Um, I would roster Kenneth Gainwell as a speculative ad. Um, I don't have a whole ton of like running backs on this list that I'm like, okay, I'm going to run out and grab. So running back position is hard. Uh, the only other guy that was speculating on was Jalen Warren. Uh, major issue with Jalen Warren is that, uh, Najee's injury doesn't seem too horrible. Um, and it sounds like he's going to play this week against New England. So if that is the case, then Jalen Warren becomes a complete waste of space on your roster and you're wasting waiver budget on him. So I, yeah. I, I don't know that I would add Jalen Warren this week if if Najee is active. He has think, no fantasy value whatsoever if Najee is active. Yeah, I, I wouldn't... Yeah, I mean, I think this is based off expecting Najee to miss a few weeks, which I don't think is going to happen. Even if Najee's out, like, I would rather start Jeff Wilson than Jalen Warren because Jalen Warren's up against um, the Patriots, which had a decent defensive showing against the Dolphins. Um, And I don't think the Steelers' offense is going to really do much, and I think they might even use, like, Benny Snell as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't waste waiver budget on him. Like, there are going to be some people who hunt, run on the waiver wire and dump a significant chunk of waiver budget on Jalen Warren, and I, I just yeah. wouldn't do that. One guy I'd mention, keep an eye on, and I almost picked him up in our home league this past week, but I didn't. It was Khalil Herbert. Um, oh, did he get opportunities? I didn't even check his number. He's pretty, he outperformed David Montgomery. So it's something that you need to keep an eye on. He, it wasn't like he was great Montgomery I think Montgomery had more opportunities than Khalil Herbert but Herbert it, it wasn't a, a split I want to say Montgomery had 17 carries and Herbert had nine mm-hmm. so Montgomery is still the guy there um, but Herbert looked better I mean Herbert had nine carries for 45 yards yeah five yards to carry Dave Montgomery 17 carries for 26 yards one yard per carry Yikes. 1.5 so um, Herbert is someone who you should keep your eye on. Um, and then that's pretty much it. I know a lot of people are going to be on the Rex Burkhead train this yeah, week. I was just about to bring up his numbers. If I could type, w- w- would you pick him up? No, I mean, he did have a lot of work. I, I will say my goodness. 
I think the Texans just did that to, to say frick you to the entire fantasy community, to be honest with you. I think but so, I, too. I almost, like, because I was drafting Damian Pierce in the 10th round, and he literally, I think in our home league, got drafted in the 6th round. He flew up. It, the and the sixth round, round was like there was I saw drafts where he was going fifth and fourth round, like he yeah, even it was, third. It was getting absurd, and so I yeah. was like, I was like, this is too much for this player, and I'm I almost find it funny that he had the opportunity that he had, and Burkhead went out and had 14 carries, uh, mind <laughs> you, for 2.86 yards per carry. Rex Burkhead, baby. He had five catches for 30 yards. Yeah, and I, I post game they said they he was asked about that and they said, um, well basically the situations that we were in, we feel like Rex Burkhead was better in the past, like in the passing down situations. Yeah. Which shouldn't be a good thing for Pierce because the Texans are gonna be in a lot of those situations all season. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So Burkhead's gonna get playing time this year. I think maybe in a deeper league you want to pick him up PPR, sure, but I mean he's not like someone I'm racing to go pick up. Right, right. All right. The is all your running backs. Let's talk about some wide receivers that we can target. Um and Rick, why don't you why don't you start with the first one? You let me lead off, huh? Yeah, dude. You're making it hard on me. I got a take. I come up with a guy. The guy that I wanted to draft late in drafts and I did a little bit, but not enough. Um, Jahan Dotson, bro. Nah, oh boy, gross. I know you're gonna say gross. All I right, do I like, know. Like, who? I think he has long term value. Um, he was the starting receiver. Curtis Samuel is kind of uh like their Debo Samuel a little bit, and then Dotson and McLaurin are their two guys, and Dotson. Had not only had two touchdowns, it's not necessarily the touchdowns because he only had five targets, three catches, yeah. 40 yards, two touchdowns. So, like, it wasn't necessarily like his statistics. It's just the way he looked. Um, in his second touchdown, he beat a guy on one on one coverage and made a diving catch in the end zone. The first touchdown, he ran a perfect route, um, got open, made a great catch, mm-hmm. kept both feet in bounds, touchdown. He's just a really, I think, solid wide receiver who's going to get the opportunity. And we all know rookie wide receivers are um, usually, I mean, outside of Jamar Chase last year and Justin Jefferson the year before, don't really do too, too much the rookie season. However, um, we'll show flashes and could go on runs like Elijah Moore, Brandon Ayuk, um, T. Higgins, his rookie season. Like these guys do have... um, Bursts in the season, and I wanted to draft a rookie wide receiver late. I took Garrett Wilson because he was just there in the twelfth round. Um, but I think Jahan Dotson was the guy that, um, at least through week one, mm-hmm. you could have been targeting. And if he's available in your league, I mean, he got drafted in our league in what, like the eleventh round, twelfth round. So yeah. if he's available in your league, he should at least be rostered without a doubt. I'm not saying that he's going to come out here and you should spend all your waiver budget on him. Um, and he's going to start at your flex week to week. Mm-hmm. But um, I think he should absolutely be right. There's no point that he shouldn't be rostered. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think the fantasy proje- production that he had was mostly tied to the two touchdowns. Um, if he it had, was, yeah. If he, had it, not, it was. if he had not scored those two touchdowns, then you would be having a conversation about Jahan, Jahan Dotson. You know, we probably wouldn't even have been talking about him today. So, uh, obviously those two touchdowns happened, and if they like him in the red zone, then they'll go to him. And 
Obviously, you see these breakout weeks for rookie wide receivers. I like targeting youth on the waiver waiver wire early in, earlier in the season because, like, uh, if Dotson's scoring fantasy points earlier in the season, that would lead me to believe, and especially if Carson Wentz's quarterback play is not uh, horrible, <laughs> um, and he performs, he didn't even have to perform on a week-to-week basis like he did this week, but just not completely suck like the past quarterbacks have. Uh, Dotson has upside. So I would, I, I agree with Rick. I would definitely roster him in some way, shape or form. If he's on your way for wire, I would target him. Um, this, the, the guy I would target this week is DJ Chark. Uh, surprisingly, he's only, he's only rostered in 45% of leagues. That is interesting. That's, yeah. That's an interesting number, but, uh, he had eight targets this week, 15 fantasy points, scored a touchdown, 81% snap percentage. Um, obviously Amon Ra's there. You obviously have TJ Hawkinson. Like those guys are probably going to be the main targets on the team, but, uh, Chark was still able to get, uh, a heavy target share. The Detroit lions are going to be playing from behind. That's just, it's as simple as that. Um, you're not going to see the lions have a big lead. Probably not. So with that being said, Chark is going to get targeted probably around this amount on a week-to-week basis. And I think a player with that many targets, even if it was slightly inefficient, is worth rostering. Um, so he should definitely be on your roster. And if he's on your waiver wire, you should run out and pick him up now. Um, another guy that I do find interesting is Jarvis Landry, who's old as dirt um, and bound for an injury mm-hmm. any week. But he did have this week nine targets, seven catches, and 114 yards for the saints. Um, yeah. Doesn't have much touchdown upside, but in PPR formats, he does provide good performances. If he does get targeted like that, I don't know if it'll stay consistent. Um, but I do, I do like Jarvis Landry. I do think he should be an ad. I wouldn't dump a ton of waiver budget, but I think Jahan Dotson's the guy that I would, I would dump. There are a lot of waiver two budget. guys though, that I am looking at maybe even three that I want your opinions on. First, I'll say Robbie Anderson, yes or no. Um, Robbie Anderson, I would say... He had eight targets, 21 fantasy points, five catches, 102 yards of touchdown. It seems like... He had more like targets my, than DJ Moore, It I seems like my boy... Uh, what the heck's his name? Terrence Mitchell is dead. Oh, yeah, Terrence Marshall's dead. Yeah, he's 100% dead. Terrence Marshall, is that his name? Terrence Marshall. God, I don't even know I his think name anymore. Marshall. I don't know. He's Either so way, dead. He's dead. Um, so with that being said, last year I thought maybe there was this upside with him. Um, if if he's not going to be targeted and he has no involvement in the offense, um, I definitely think Robbie Anderson's worth an ad. Yeah, why not? Okay, yeah. I agree with you. I think he um, – I mean, he had, he was the, the team's leading target. Uh, sad for DJ Moore. Again, it's never going to happen. Um, it seemed like he had a decent connection with Baker, which is funny because he didn't want Baker on the team. So I agree with you there. I would add Robbie Anderson, um, Curtis Samuel. Yes or no. Another Washington player. So, no. so I kind of agree with you, but I kind of don't because Curtis Samuel. Remember Carson went had through it 41 times. I, I, I do understand that, and I don't know if his target share is going to be that high. But in those 41 attempts, I believe Curtis Samuel led the team in targets. Um, he had the most oh, receptions, at least. And he had four carries for 17 yards and was playing out of the backfield. 
for some plays. So uh, he's definitely getting used a lot. Samuel has with this team, or yeah, he he played. I believe he played um, in like two games last, two or three games last year. But he was hurt the whole season, pretty much. This is the first game that he's been like 100% healthy, ready to go. And he got involved. He had more targets than Terry McLaurin, another one of my guys. It's just sad. but um, And Jahan Dotson. You and the so, Jets and the Commanders, man. The terrible football teams in the NFL. I know. But I'm just saying. I, I'm just looking at the evidence in you front of me. All right? what, I'm not what? telling you all this right. is what I wanted. I'm gonna change my opinion. I, 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 I yeah. Curtis Samuel's worth it. Actually, and to be completely honest with you, I might change my opinion as well and say that Curtis Samuel over Jahan Dotson for an ad. Okay. Which is might be a hot take because Curtis Samuel might get hurt any given week, yeah. but while they're out there, I feel like Samuel's. I just don't. Well. The question is: is is this something that? Like, cause I, I think I, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I think Curtis Samuel could be the second wide receiver on the team. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, then a guy like, you know, Jahan Dotson is the third guy and, and his performance is an anomaly. I think he's young and he has upside. So I would, I think him. as the season goes on, maybe Dotson kind of overtakes Samuel as the number two guy I would add Dotson. But I mean, Curtis Samuel is 26 years old. My question is, when they have a normal week where Carson Wentz has thir- throws right. thirty two passes, um, you know, is Curtis Samuel going to get targeted eleven times? Is Terry no. McLaurin going to get targeted eight nine times? Is you know Jahan Dotson going to get targeted seven eight times? So yeah. it's like I I just don't think all of these guys are going to be involved in the passing attack, especially when you haven't even factored in Antonio Gibson or Jordan Thomas. This is tight end's name, right? Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas. Thank you. Wow, changing people's names. Um. But, like, I just think with everyone in that offensive passing attack, like, there are certain guys that will take hits. Now, the question is, is Curtis Samuel one of those guys? Because if he's the number two guy on the roster at the receiver position, then, and they clearly wanted to utilize him, like, in a specific plan. He had four rushing attempts, 11 targets. Um, So, I mean, that could be good things. I definitely think it's worth an ad. I wouldn't dump all my waiver budget on it, but, yeah. Fair. And then, last guy I'll just bring up, because I... I'm a little torn on this one, probably leaning one direction, but Romeo Dobbs. Uh, okay. You were, had, them, you had more targets Devin than Duvernay. Oh, I, I forgot about Duvernay. Yeah, I, I'll let you do that one. Um, Romeo Dobbs though, real quick. Yes or no. He had five targets, um, which was tied with Robert Tanyan for the lead. He had more than Watson or Watkins, but still five? only five targets. Yeah. Did he do anything? Four catches to 37 yards, eight fantasy points. So not really. But was better than Watkins and um, some other guys. Yeah, I, I I think for this week, I would hold off on Packers wide receivers. And I, I wish I could tell you like a projection of who I think is going to be the guy. But Honestly, after week just, one, after I don't know. Rodgers no spread it out. Yeah, he just he gave, he gave everybody a chance. So, and, um, and I think as soon as Lazard gets back, this is going to be very yes. similar yep. to a situation where, you know, uh, Lazard's probably going to get. Now that I've seen what it looks like, as soon as Lazard gets back, he's going to get like ten targets. He could. Easy. He so, very well could. 
Um, I, I, and the, as soon as that happens, I think that either Christian Watson, I don't even know if Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs are going to be options this season. I think one of them will. I just, because I think I don't just, know. he'll pass it to Randall Cobb or Robert Tunyon. Like as soon as he gets an option back, True. he's going to take those five targets to each of them. But Rodgers, the, the game that he had, hard. he's not going to have that bad of a game rest of the season. Arguably, like he, know, but he's gonna have games where he gets like three or four touchdowns. Dobbs so one of those guys is gonna. And Christian Watson's five targets are all going to his Alan Lazard next week. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, maybe uh, I would yeah. just wait. I would just wait on on Dobbs and and Fair. Watson. Yeah, I I I don't hate him, uh, but I'd probably pick up the guys that we talked about before. Um, um all right, yeah, yeah. the Devin Duvernay. The last guy that I would bring up, because there was also Sterling Shepard talks, and um, not interested in all at all in this not player. Really. Uh, he four catches, two receptions for a touchdown, and that's why people were like, "Oh my God, Sterling Shepard's back!" And it's like, "No, stop it." Um, Devin Duvernay owned in sixteen percent of leagues. Uh, he had two touchdowns in the game uh, on Sunday against the New York Jets. But his, you know, which I think a lot of people are going to be like, oh, my God, Devin Duvernay, and they're going to run out to the waiver wire and add him. He it looks like he's the second receiver on the team for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. So that is something. But he had four targets, four catches, 54 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, yeah. I would not I would not add him. He only had played in 52% of the offensive snaps. Like I, I just wouldn't add him. I think he was just there in the place in the, at the right time, um, in the right place in the right timing, and were, was able to catch two touchdowns. Um, I mean, freaking Lamar's got to throw it to somebody. So, um, I think this is going to be a guy that maybe has a couple of good weeks on the year, but um, just based on opportunity, I'm not. I'm not excited. Worth a yeah. speculative ad, like in case it turns into something. But I don't. I, I right now I'm going to tell you as a prediction. I don't think it's going to turn into anything. But I would. I would add him speculatively. That's fair. Yeah, I, I. I think he's probably the number two guy as well. But Lamar spread the ball out a lot in that game as well. So mm. I don't know. You take away the two touchdowns, he didn't really do much. Uh, but I will say in those that I think it was the first touchdown was a really good catch and it kind of mm. caught my eye because I thought it was Bateman. And I got happy and then it wasn't. And I was like, wow, that was actually a pretty impressive catch down the sideline. Yeah. Um, so I would definitely keep your eye on him. But yeah, I think that's everybody, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Week one waiver wires. Very interesting. Not, there's not a player I see here that I'm like, wow about. Mm. Um, so you're not spending a hundred Looks like, yeah, I'm not your, spending a hundred. We'll definitely see what happens next week. We got Thursday night preview tomorrow. Be sure to check it out, guys. See you later. See you. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.